we're going to continue our series on Dream Big. And last week was amazing. You just kind of ignites the, the heart desire for what God's got for us. I can't think of anyone better to stand up here than the beautiful Kathy Clancy. Kathy Clancy and Brendan are living their dreams. They've had dreams for years of reaching millions of children. They have gone all over the world. They have their own television program that they're, they're setting up. They run seminars, camps, Christmas events, um, and just with the heart's desire that children will come to know God. Okay Kids is an incredible ministry. We've had Kathy in our church for many, many, Kathy and Brendan, for many, many years. We absolutely honour them and love them. Let's stand up and make her feel very, very welcome. Yeah, glory to God. Hallelujah. Guess what? We're going to sing. What a powerful name it is. Come on. What a powerful name in Jesus. The name of Jesus. Is he your king today? Oh, Lord, what a powerful name it is. Nothing can stand against. What a powerful name it is. The name of. What a powerful name. What a powerful name. Jesus. Your name, oh, God. Jesus Christ, my king. your heart to God right now. If you've never felt the power of God, reach out to Him from the inside out. Maybe there's something you need to do, like lift your hands to God to show Him, I'm open. If you've never felt His power, right now His power is available to every single one of us. His power comes through love. He loves you. He adores you. He's here to confirm your dreams. He's here to birth new dreams. He's here to stir old dreams that are dead and buried. He's here. He promised to be with us. Just feel the power. This very hour, God is here for you, for you, yes, you. He loves you so much. He wants you to feel His mighty touch. His real love for you. It's this hour right now where everything can change. Oh, God. 
is rearranging your circumstances. Just receive his mighty love for you, and you'll see he is for you. It's not through, but open up your heart afresh. This is a test. Will you believe? Will you receive? Will you receive God's love? God's love. God's love. It's God's love that changes everything. God's love, God's love. The power of God is in this place. And um, I really felt as I was praying that God wanted to heal, in particular, joint pain and in particular arthritis. We've had so many testimonies of, of people being healed of arthritis. And I've had arthritis to try and come on my body, in my fingers, at different stages in the last few years. And I've stood against it. And every time a joint got sore or painful, I just did what I knew to do and was to declare that, Jesus, you've already healed me. It comes, it goes, and I declare that it will not come back. But if it does, I know what to do. But right now, God wants to supernaturally touch your joints. So if you suffer from joint pain or arthritis, put one hand in the air right now or both hands. Church, look around, look around you, people suffering from pain. If you have faith, the faith of a child to receive right now. You can receive your healing right now in the name of Jesus. Even as you stepped out in faith, just to put your hand up, God sees that faith. You only need faith as a mustard seed. We declare now in the name of Jesus, arthritis, you've had your day. It is over. It is over. And the lie that goes with arthritis we come against in the name of Jesus Christ. We pull down the, the spirit of infirmity. The spirit, it's a spirit. It manifests in your body, but it's a spirit. And we speak to the spirit of infirmity in the name of Jesus. We come against you. We come against you. We stand with our brothers and our sisters and we declare them healed and whole. We declare healing. We release power. We release power. We release power. In the name of Jesus, receive your healing. 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 In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. 
In Jesus' name, could I have fallback? In Jesus' name. If there's any pain in your body right now, today, put your hand up. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yeah, if it's appropriate to touch the area where your pain is, go ahead and do that. That's another act of faith. In Jesus' name. You just, you just so went... You just so went to faith right there. I just feel the power of God all over you. Just go to faith. What is faith? Trust. Don't go to your head when I start speaking about the power of God. Don't second guess God. Just receive. Just believe and receive that He is a miraculous, healing, powerful God. Pain and the cause. Speak to the root of the cause of the pain. In the name of Jesus, we come against the root cause of this pain. In the name of Jesus, the name that's above pain, every sickness, every disease, every disorder. God, we thank you that you put us in order right now in the name of Jesus. Why don't you just sit down and relax for a minute? We'll just keep you up here for a second, second longer. I just want you to close your eyes right now. We're so busy. Church is a place where we can just let it all go. Whatever you're concerned about today, whatever you're carrying today. Jesus designed us and spoke to us and said that we're like sheep. Sheep are not designed to carry burdens. They're not burden-bearing beasts. And he doesn't want you to carry a concern. The Bible says he will perfect the things that concern you. If you have concerns about 2018, he'll bring into completion and perfection everything that you're concerned about. It's okay to, to think about what you're concerned about, but then give it over. Give it over to God, the one who loves you, the one that's created you. So, Father, right now, as we just rest in you, we thank you that your presence and your power is here to carry us into 2018. Already, we're into it, God. Bring it on, we say. Bring it on with you. With you, we can do all things. With you, walking with us, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So I speak strength into every individual, every family, to the little ones in creche, to the children in kids' church, to junior high, to every servant in God's house, strength in Jesus' mighty name. Can you feel it? Can you sense it? It's God. We can't do anything without Him, but we can do all things with Him. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a big thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, worship team. I love you. Thank you so much. I just want to ask, did anyone, I know people did uh, receive during that time, but if you had a tangible sense of healing right then, can you just give us a wave and just, yep, down the back there, anyone else felt the presence of God in their bodies? I'm not going to get you up or interview you or anything. Just want to give God glory. 
You know, it's not about feeling, but sometimes he just gets on you and you feel his amazing presence and love. Amen? Woohoo! Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> Some of the people. Thank you. I do have a little catch cry. I was born ready. <laughs> and um, as Pastor Marita shared, um, Brendan and I do have a big dream and it didn't come from us. If we could have run away from the things that God has told us he would do through us, we would have. Like Jonah, maybe there were times then we wanted to run from the bigness of what God told us we would be involved in, in our life. But the dream, his big dream, birthed in God, you can't run from. Jonah couldn't run from the dream and that God had for Nineveh. You see, God has a dream for cities. When he came into Jerusalem, he saw a city and he wept over Jerusalem. Oh, you've missed your visitation, Jerusalem. When God looks at the Sunshine Coast, he sees the whole of the Sunshine Coast and every household and every situation. And he's weeping over this place, but he's also rejoicing because there's hope. There's a church called C3 Kiwana Waters. And there's churches across the coast that preach Jesus. And then we're all unleashed over the Sunshine Coast with love and, and being living witnesses to God. When God sees a city, he sees you. And when he sees you, he sees a city. When I thought about, well, I didn't actually, that wasn't my thought. That was a God thought. When he sees a city, he sees you. You are so important to the dream that God has for the world. You're not on the Sunshine Coast by accident. When we came 14 years ago as guest ministry, we didn't dream that we would be part of this church. In fact, we didn't even want to come to the Sunshine Coast. I know. We lived in Victoria. 41 degrees yesterday. Dropped 20 degrees today. Crazy. I loved it. But when God has a dream, sometimes um, you just got to sit on it and not do anything. Just wait. Because if you're going, no, 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 he actually has to change your heart. Because when he changes your heart, you're like, yes, God, I don't care where you send us. I don't care what my circumstances might look like. If it's your dream, then I can live it. If it's what you want, then I can do it. I've got two pieces of paper that I brought with me today. One is my uh, dreaming piece of paper. I've written out dreams. And, and um, it's not just dreams for 2018. That's too short. God's a long-term dreamer. He's a long-term dreamer. So my dreams, I don't believe many of them will be fulfilled this year. Because he thinks long term. I looked at my dreams, my God dreams for last year, and I ticked three of them off. And I went, God, you fulfilled that one. God, you did that one. But there's so much more. So much more. And the other piece of paper is a blank piece of paper. And I remember Pastor Danielle sharing a moment that she had with God in a, in a meeting like this. And Pastor Phil Pringle was talking about getting a blank sheet of paper and spending time with God and saying, God, what is your dream for my life? What do you see for my life? And then write those things down. 
you will be shocked. You will go, that's not possible because that's the kind of God we serve. He is a big God with a big dream for our lives. And you know what? You might be a mum and your biggest dream is to see your children in the house of God and you stay home with those children and you are bringing them up. That's a big dream in the heart of God. Or you might be an entrepreneur who just sees a business that is global. That's a big dream to God. Your dream is going to be so different to mine, but together we can spur each other on and say, come on, we can do this. That's why we come to church. Because all through the week there are dream stealers. And we'll talk about that in a little while. So your non-compulsory homework is to get a blank sheet of paper and spend time, like Summer said, that she spent 10 minutes a day in the Word of God, with the Word of God. Jesus is the Word of God. To spend time with Him and to get the dream from Him. And he will speak to you specifically about situations and work situations and decisions that you have to make. And how good is it to go, listen, God, tell me what to do. And he tells us. He actually speaks to us because he lives in us. Amen. So praise the Lord. Here we go. This is the beginning of my message. All right. So. We know that to dream big, B-I-G, is birthed in God. I've had dreams of my own that I've said, oh, you know, back in the day, I want to join all the, the funky bands in Melbourne and sing and be famous and be on the circuit. And that all started and uh, was asked to, to um, take the place of Lisa... Edwards, who was singing for John Farnham's band, and I took her place in a band, and we were just going all, all guns out, guns blazing, and I thought, this is the big dream, and then everything came crashing down, and I'm so thankful it did, because God dismantled my dream for my life, and he replaced it with a bigger, better, more powerful, amazing dream. Never would I have thought, yeah, let's give him glory. Thank you, Father. You know, if I had stuck with that band, I think I would have then joined the circus. I would be a dope-smoking, alcoholic, uh, trapeze artist, um, whatever. You know, just, just lost. Lost in my own self. Lost in myself and what I thought was going to be good for me. But God knows better and he called us out. Never did I dream that about four, oh, maybe six years ago, I would be in a stadium in Singapore, the outdoor stadium, leading worship for 24,000 people and singing Amazing Grace under the stars with 24,000 people. How good is God? And I remember that story because we were asked, we were the only Westerners that were asked to sing at this global prayer meeting. And there were 24 seats, just like in the book of Revelation, there were 24 seats with bishop this person, pastor this person, and reverend this person, and all along, Pastor Kong Hee, his name was there, and they were all there. And then there were two seats at the back with no names on it. And that's where Brendan and I sat. And I remember leading the worship with one of Brendan's songs that he wrote as well, and coming back to the back seats with no names on it and weeping, saying, God, I don't care if anybody knows my name. I'm so excited that our names are not on this seat 
because you know our names and you called us to a big, expansive, spacious life. And it's the same call for each one of us. God has a dream. And what does a dream mean? It's an aspiration. He has a goal for your life. He has a hope for your life. He has ambitions for your life. He has desires for your life. He has aims. He has targets. He has wants for your life. He has a desired end for your life. The end is Jesus Christ himself. But while we're on this earth and got breath within us, the energy that we expel to create um, space for him to do what he wants, to win people to himself. This is what our life consists of. His dream and expression of that will look so different between us all. His dream will super exceed your greatest expectations. Supersede. Philippians 1.20 in the Amplified, it says, Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all that we could dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes or dreams, according to the power that works within us. People, there's power within you. We are not victims. We are victors. Even in the midst of our challenges, in the midst of our storms, we have already won because of what God has done for us. To Him, be glory in the church. The church is not a building. The church are us. All over the world, the church is alive and strong, living their dreams for Christ, in Christ. Uh, and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. I could talk about the generations. Oh, how I love children. Oh, how I love youth. And to see my grandchildren in the house of God is the greatest thing. To see my daughter and son-in-law as kids pastors in this church. What a dream. In fact, that wasn't even in my dream that they would be kids pastors. That was like, what the? Really, God? How funny is God? Okay. Um, he has places for you to go, things for you to do. He has assignments every day of our lives. He has. He has a big dream. And he wants you to get a word from him today. A word from God, like Dan said, today. Don't delay. Put an expectation expectation on God, that he will specifically answer one of your questions, that he will give you an answer to your direction for this year. He will do it. Just spend time with him. He, he spoke to a young boy, a young, a young man, uh, and his name, this young man's name in the Old Testament means launched forth. His name is Jeremiah. Jeremiah means launched forth. And I believe this word that I'm about to speak to you today is for you today, to launch you forth. And some of you are going to relaunch. Now, Terry with his gun, that was pretty pathetic. You know, you need a new gun. But we got, that, we got the idea, right? Fantastic. I'm going to China. I make sure I won't buy any of those. He wants like an arrow in the quiver. He wants to... Shoot you forth into 2018 beyond your wildest dreams. But you've got to dare to dream. 
I remember last year I preached, I had the privilege of preaching the first message for the year and I said these words. Do you remember that? That it was like, I dare you. I feel like the Holy Spirit is saying, I dare you to write that down, that thought, that possibility. I dare you, God says, write it down because then when it's written down, the angels can run with it. If it's a secret petition, God knows For whatever his reasons are, he wants you to speak it out. He wants you to dance it. He wants you to sing it. He wants you to write it. So all heaven can run with it. All right, so here's Jeremiah 1, 4, verses uh, 4 and 5. Now the word of the Lord came to me saying, I believe that's a statement you can declare for yourself. The word of the Lord has come to me. The word of the Lord comes to me. He came to Jeremiah saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And I approved of you as my chosen instrument. He's talking to you today. And before you were born, I consecrated you to myself as my own and appointed you as a prophet to the nations. This word was written, let me look at it. I think I wrote it down. Whenever, oh, uh, 627 BC. God came to Jeremiah and he launched him forth. God comes to you today and he's launching you forth. And he's launching you forth in five areas that I got from this scripture. In the first verse, in verse 4, it says, Now the word of the Lord came saying, Before I formed you, I knew you. God is saying, I know you. I know you. There's nothing hidden about you that I don't know. I love you. I designed you. I put gifts, talents, abilities inside you. No one can accomplish what you can. I need you, God says. I need you. He has, uh, he has um, intimate knowledge of you. And look at the next verse. It says, and approved of you. You don't have to try and get God's approval. He loves you just the way you are. And you think, really? You know, you know what I've done? You know what I've said? I told my husband to shut up this morning. I did on the way to church. I think I've told him to shut up maybe five times in our 31 years of marriage. And this morning I told him to shut up. I yeah, I'm confessing that I would be washed clean. You know, and I was like, oh my God, I said, shut up. I'm just about to preach. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And he went and got me a coffee and breakfast. I, I know, what kind of man is he? <laughs> I said, and as I was getting out of the car, I said, say you forgive me, say you forgive me. He's like, mm, let me think. I've got to get washed clean. I've got to go. <laughs> anyway. He's forgiven me. He knows my little weaknesses. He knows my, my strengths and he knows and he loves and he loves me and he loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love. Look at the next part. My chosen instrument. He said that to Jeremiah. He's saying it to you today. What is an instrument? An instrument is to be used by a skillful person who knows how to use it. God is the master He makes masterpieces. You are a piece of the master. If you know God 
if you are reconciled through Jesus Christ, then you can know that you're an instrument of God. You're his voice, you're his feet, you're his hands. And yes, we miss it. I miss it. But God still says, I want to use you, Kathy Clancy. I want you to be a voice to children. I want you to be a voice into the nations. He's amazing the way he wants to use us. Everybody say this, I am an instrument of God. You're an instrument of hope. You're an instrument of hope on the coast if you live here or wherever you come from. You're an instrument of, of peace. You're a peacemaker. You bring peace where there's strife. You're an instrument in his hands. You're an instrument of love to your family in your schools, in the arts, in the media, wherever you are using your gifts and talents for God. You can be an instrument into the government. You can be a voice for God. You're an instrument in this church. If you belong here, every hello you say, every welcome to church you say, every greeting is an instrument of love and welcoming. Who knows how people walk into this room, what they're feeling, how inadequate they feel, how, how such a big deal it is to get through those back doors if you're, if you're coming for the first time. And you and I can say, hey, welcome. You belong. So glad you're here. So you need a word from God. I need a word from God. I'll just tell you a few ways that God has spoken to me. You know, Jesus said that he's the good shepherd and the sheep hear my voice and they follow me. And no other voice do they listen to. So just like Summer, Summer was hearing from God, but maybe her antenna wasn't up because Summer got born again as a little girl. So God is always trying to talk to us. He's always trying to get his freedom to us. But someone just had to do something different. And thank God for godly mentoring and pastors in our church that say, how about you just do this? And she did it. And it worked. And she's never been the same again. So maybe there'll be a little key for you today. You know, in worship, if you don't sense God during this worship, something's up. I tell you, if you, if you sing those songs... From your heart, if you drop your thoughts about this, that and the other and you worship God, you will hear. When I, uh, 1992, first came back to the Lord, I remember coming into the church and one of the first worship moments in 1992, I lifted my hands and my heart was so open and God just came, you are a voice to children and a voice for children. Full stop. I went, I'm a voice to children. It shaped the last 25 years of our life. One word. So that made me think, oh, well, do I, um, yes, I've done youth ministry a few times over and survived. God bless you. They didn't survive, but I survived. No, no, no. Actually, when I first took over, there were 70 youth over there and I had them for a year and I, Jake, you got them up. You, Jake, you're here, aren't you? Jake Nigren. Yes, there you are. Mate, you did such a great job. I just about killed it, right? We went from 70 to 30 in a year. And I went to Pastor John and said, I'm killing the youth. 
They're leaving. I'm like taking communion every week. They just want to throw balls at each other. But we're, we're going deeper. And Pastor John's so gracious. He said, don't worry. God will do what he needs to do through you. I got sacked after a year. All is well. I think Josh Stott was one of those ones. There you are. Yeah, you're alive and well. Praise God. I think Lockie's another one. <laughs> anyway, God will speak to you in worship. He'll speak to you through this message. He'll speak in between the lines that I'm preaching. It's not so much what I'm saying. What is God saying to you? He knows your specific situation. Through a message, I remember hearing the, the, the Great Commission, go, go therefore and make disciples. Again, boom. God said, I'm going to send you to the nations. I'm like, yeah, right. Really? Huh. 25 nations later. Plus, OKTV okay, is about to go to air in February in, um, first of all, Australia, New Zealand. So that's 30,000, no, 300,000 homes. Please, please pray because TBN are making a decision as we speak to go into 40 million homes in the US alone, plus, plus those in the nation. So we can reach our 100 million target in one year. <laughs> I'm exhausted. No, I'm not. Jackson Pierce, I'm so proud of you. So proud of you. Just had to say that. Okay, I love your hugs. You've got no idea what... Don't, don't, don't. Okay. They make me... Oh, anyway. God spoke to us in another moment when we were ministering to children in the inner city of Melbourne and he said... There were, we did a survey. There were 25 nations of children in front of us in the inner city of Melbourne and uh, he said, you've seeded the nations, now go. And that was our word of release, to go. But he launched us out of this church. We had a journey before we really left. And I remember when we left our home church in Melbourne, the first thing we did was go to a C3 um, conference in Brisbane. And Pastor, we knew that we had to be under an apostolic call and an anointing. If you're part of this church, you're so blessed. One of my dreams is to bless Pastor Phil and Chris Pringle, whether they know me or not, to live the dream that they dream to reach thousands of churches across the globe, to plant thousands of churches. One of my dreams is to bless and strengthen and refresh Pastor John and Danielle Pierce. Those dreams are not little dreams in the mind of God. Whoops. One minute. Okay. I can't see now. Then it says, and before you were born, I consecrated you and set you apart. Consecration means you are set aside for the use of God. I realise that my life is not my own. The day I gave my life to Christ, I might have... I might have reasoned in my mind what it would look like, but I lost the right then to live my own way. But I didn't lose anything. I've gained everything. By giving God my life, he's using this vessel to turn little hearts to see Jesus, to see little lives grow and become disciples of Christ. It's no small thing 
Can I get you, John, to come up? Or David, David. If there's a John that can play the keyboard, that you're welcome. But let's have David because he's amazing. Do you know, people, that if you belong to Jesus, your life is not your own? But that's not a bad thing. His dreams are your dreams. If you're in communion with Jesus, his dream is your dream. You know, you, you guys that helped us with OKTV, OK you've got no idea about what's about to come and happen. Millions of children are going to hear your voice. And God birthed the dream out of this church, our home church. There's something about making yourself a home in a church. God's dream is that people get planted, not transplanted. Yes, we came from Melbourne. He does repot you because there are transitions in life. But once you've found your church home, don't second guess God. Get yourself planted and Become part of the dream team. Isn't that interesting that it's called the dream team? What is the dream team? Volunteers that say, I'll help with kids ministry. I'll help with the car park ministry. I'll put my hand to do something in God's house because this is his dream. He dreamed that you'd be here today. To meet with him, to hear his word. The same word that he spoke to Jeremiah is the word that he's saying to you today. And the last little part of it, it says, to make you a prophet to the nations. You may not go to the nations to preach the gospel, but because you're part of this church, this church and this movement is all over the world. You're already preaching the gospel globally. With OKTV, OK if you pray for us, you're preaching the gospel globally. Many of you support us. Many of you are, are vision builders. You bring extra beyond the tithe. You bring it into the house of God. That's building God's house and building his dream because he wants the Sunshine Coast one for himself. Let me read this last scripture. So is that included, including the salvation? Okay, good. I've got a clock down here. So that's what I'm talking about. Because there's another service. I get to do this again. You can stay for two, you junkies. Okay, wipe my eyes. Romans 8 in the Message Bible. This is a bit of a piece, but I want to read it. But if God himself has taken residence within your life, you can hardly be thinking more of yourself than him, of him. Anyone, of course, who has not welcomed this invisible but clearly present God, the Spirit of Christ, won't know what we're talking about. So there are two kinds of people here today. People are going, mm, that sounds good, I'm inspired, but what's she talking about? Maybe because you're not in a relationship yet with Jesus. You might be really diligent about coming to church, but do you know him? So we're going to talk about that in a moment. And then, but you who, who have welcomed him in whom he dwells, even though you still experience all the limitations of sin, you yourself experience life on God's terms. It stands to reason, doesn't it, that if the alive and present God who raised Jesus from the dead 
moves into your life, he'll do the same thing in you that he did in Jesus, bringing you alive to himself. When God lives and breathes in you, and he does as surely as he did in Jesus, you will, you are delivered from that death life. It's my eyes because I'm all teary. Read, read it with me. With his spirit living in you, your body will be alive as Christ's. Verse uh, 12 and to 14. So don't you see that we don't owe this old do-it-yourself life one red cent? There's nothing in it for us, nothing at all. The best thing you can do is give it a decent burial and get on with your new life. God's spirit beckons. There are things to do and places to go. Awesome, God. Would you just close your eyes for a moment? God's breathing into your dreams afresh today. I'm aware that there are dream stealers, even in this room. Vain arguments that are trying to encroach your thinking. Things like, you can't do it, you'll fail again. How stupid do you think you are? You don't have what it takes. Other people are more qualified than me. I'm too old, I've missed the boat, I'm too young. They won't take any notice of me. I don't have enough money. And the list goes on and on and on. I want to pull every vain imagining down in the name of Jesus Christ. And I invite the Holy Spirit to come and breathe afresh. Breathe afresh on your heart and your dreams and the vision. The things that he's shown you. Even some of you, you were shown things when you were little. And they're really hooked up with your gifts and your talents and you've buried them because of whatever reason. God is saying, I'm breathing, I'm breathing, I'm breathing. Write these things down. One statement, one thought in this atmosphere can propel and launch you forth. Ask him the questions. Ask him the big questions. If he doesn't tell you the direct answer right now, just wait. He speaks to us. Spend this week with that blank piece of paper, if you haven't already, and say, Holy Spirit, take my hand, take my heart, take my thoughts. What is your dream for me? Let him show you. Thank you, Lord. 